After dark, 18 and older only, please. And please be advised that some subjects are controversial and explicit language is used. Enjoy the show. Hello, 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 and welcome to Diamonds After Dark Brown Liquor Talks, where our conversations are real, raw, and purely untamed. I am joined tonight with my co-host, Timeless V. How are you doing this evening, V? I am excited as always, because y'all know I love talking about the side of my neck, Oh, goodness. Well, you guys, as advertised, tonight's episode is going to be about, um, I, I don't even know what to call this one. This is, look, trouble in the uh, trouble in church, the, the mm, trouble waters. Gener- troubled waters, the cuss out for generations. I don't know. Generational <laughs> pessimists. Generational cuss outs. Um, I mean, Holy Ghost fire cuss out. That's what I'm gonna call it. Holy Ghost mm. fire. Cuss Holy Ghost field cuss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I can go on and on. I know that's right. If y'all have been living under a rock, or maybe you just not in tune with good black people gospel news, um, let's just go ahead and tell you what we're talking about. So, a couple of days ago. Um, Gospel legend, gospel great, Kurt Franklin, his oldest son, Carrion, um, released on his social media a recorded conversation, or I shouldn't even say a conversation, a recorded snippet mm-hmm. of his father, Kurt Franklin, um, getting so upset with him that he cussed him out for filth. He cussed him out for filth. He did. I won't even sugarcoat, you know, what he said. All I know is that it was a whole lot of ass and bitch, all that kind of stuff in there. And then the ending, he said, I will break your neck, nigga, if you ever disrespect me. So, also as his dad is talking, he's taunting him, going, I dare you. You know, make I already did it. Make things like that. Carrion is thirty three years old. Let, let's go ahead and put that out there. This was not a kid by the sense of being a child. He is 
his son, but he's a grown man. Okay. So I wanted to also preface that as well. Um, so of course, tonight's topic, we're talking about all things of this cuss out, this this Holy Ghost style cuss out that Kurt did to his son and his son posted it on social media for the world to view. So um the <laughs> Mm. Did you did you hear the the cuss out? Is what I'm gonna ask you first. I did. I, I did. Um, and it didn't start with the cussing. It it started with no, you know didn't. a post that he made, and of course that garnered attention in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a random response to a follower that he wind up really putting the business out there. And Mm -hmm. then I heard, then that's when, okay, it it was almost one of those, and I got, and I went to the social media, and I seen where he actually, he had also posted, I guess, screenshots of conversations between him and his grandmother, that's who who he identified as his grandmother. Um, And then this snippet came out. And I like how you put that because this definitely wasn't a clip. It definitely wasn't. This was literally a snippet. And I understand it's a snippet being you, you're not hearing the whole thing, which is exactly what we got. So I heard it and I heard the taunting. And I mm-hmm. heard the. Mm, I, mm, yeah, I heard it. <laughs> That was a cussing around the world, but yeah, 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 I heard it. I heard it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I also would like to, and I hope that I still have this um, in here, because I think this is very crucial as well. Um, I want to say this. And then we'll dive into the entire thing. Kennedy Franklin, which is Carrion's sister, Kurt Franklin's daughter, she immediately ran to the post and jumped to her father's defense. And I do want to, because I believe many people have heard what Kirk said. They have seen Carrion's response, you know, to it and his additional post that he had posted about it. So I do want to, I don't, I don't know how many people know that Kennedy actually responded to her brother mm-hmm. and um, made her own post and defended their father against their brother but I do want to read what she said and what Kennedy said to her brother was this wasn't the last family pic we took laugh out loud now this post this conversation he posted a picture I believe it was Jet Magazine that they were on together as a family and Carry On as you can see was clearly probably about 17 or 18 years old on Mm -hmm. this photo um So that's what she's referencing. So let me start back over. This wasn't the last family pick we took, laugh out loud. I'm really tired of this. If you want to air things out, I can do that too. I still have the screenshots. We all have screenshots and recordings too. What was so bad about your childhood? Laughing my ass off. 
you were a black privileged boy. You were legit fed with a silver spoon and given countless opportunities. You just didn't take them. So what? Now you mad because you're 33 and have nothing to show? Like, bro, what generational curse are you breaking, my nigga? You, you couldn't even get into college if it wasn't for daddy's help. And you even took advantage of that and flunked out. You took advantage of everything your whole life and burnt bridges. And now you're mad because after all, all the lies and disrespect you spewed, we're tired of being nice. That was the comments from his sister. So, woo, there's a lot to unpack with, me, with this good uh, situation here. My Lord. I want to just, you know, before I start, I, I do want to say that my heart actually goes out to all of them um, as a parent. And of course, having been a, a child of my own, of course, there's no way I could be a parent if I wasn't born and had parents. But having been a child and being a parent, especially of teens, I, 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 I feel very sorry for what this family is going through. There's a lot of hurt. It's a lot of pain that is involved um, all the way around. Because it's not just, apparently, as you can see from Kennedy's state standpoint, it's not something that's just between Kirk and just between um, Carrion. It is something that is going on that is a family issue. And Kirk even said that he offered an apology to everyone, you know, about his words and he you know he owned up to the fact that he lost his temper but they have been dealing with some very toxic things for about 15 years and counseling has been involved so they are really going through it so I want to preference this by just saying that despite everything I do hope that they're able to come together as a family they're able to you know resolve their issues even if they can't resolve it they can come to a sense of peace and understanding and just be able to let it go and learn how to live you know live in love with each other so that is you know our ultimate hope so who be let's see let's start from the cut the the the, the recording what is your your take on the recording itself Here's the thing, okay, I need for people to understand. I grew up in a church. Now, Untamed grew up in the <laughs> church. <laughs> the very <Yes>. definition. <laughs> um, but here's my thing. So, starting from the beginning, my thoughts on the recording, in a broad general sense, my, th- my, my thoughts on the recording was, well, he read them for filth and he needed to. Because at the end of the day, I don't care how old you get. I've always been taught that no matter how old you get, you still have your elders. And when you step out of line in regards to that, um, then you get what you get. Now, on the flip side of that, I'm a very firm believer that I'm not a child. I do have elders, but I'm not a child. So respect begets respect so when I first heard the recording it was one of those things that honestly I didn't think shit about it I'm just gonna be completely honest with you I didn't I didn't go into that I guess what that shock felt factor that everybody else had when it came down to it because I didn't see I didn't think about the fact it didn't occur to me that it was Kirk Franklin the gospel singer cussing 
what it's to me is just sounded like a man cussing now it's okay and I know a lot of people were like you know even it didn't matter he shouldn't have talked to his child like that this man is grown this man intentionally and you could tell it was intentional because of the things that he was he was saying even during all that you poked a bear and you wanted a response now I didn't know that the recording was over now that part I did not know I didn't know that but to me again it it speaks to the to the motive behind this it spoke to it speaks to the true motive behind this and this wasn't if anybody actually paid attention this wasn't even a and like I said until it was pointed out to me I didn't even realize it but this wasn't like a it's live going on right now. We were listening to an already audio. So it was already recorded and being recorded again. If they paid attention mm-hmm. to the video. And I was like, so this man, he intentionally recorded this conversation then with purpose to use it at some point in time. So your intentions were already off, regardless. So when people ask me, what do I think about the recording itself? I don't think nothing about it. Shit, you got what you got. Just what it is. And I will say this. Um, for me, when I heard the recording um, of it, because I'm a parent, because I've been a child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like you said, I was raised in the church. I don't care if it was Kurt Franklin, Curtis Blow, or whoever. It's not Curtis Blow. Girl, I don't, I don't care if it was Kurt Franklin. I don't care if it was Captain Kurt, okay? Kurt Franklin, Captain Kurt, or Curtis Blow, okay? I don't care who it was. All I'm saying is, I know for a fact, as a parent, a fact. For a parent to blow up on a child of theirs to that extent, there was a level of disrespect that happened prior mm-hmm. to that that launched that that hit that launched press the red button when they say press the goddamn button on 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 um what was that rush hour when the little girl said press the goddamn button that's what he did he pressed the goddamn button and when he pressed the button Kurt went go you know what I'm saying um. And some people say he started out as Kurt Franklin and replies jumped out of You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's one of the things. And I know that as a pair, you know, I had to throw a little joke to alleviate some of the tension. But if people sit here and think about it, he never played what he said or what he did that pressed that button to make him lose his, as they say in the church, lay down their religion. And then pick it back up later. He laid down his religion and went off on that child. Or and, and, and let me say grown man. Because see, he he's I'm combating that point. But he went off on his grown son. I want to say it like that. And I'm gonna keep saying it like that. He went off on his grown son because um he doesn't share that. And that that was not coming from a place of he just got on the phone and started cussing. Nobody does that. There was some type of exchange or something that happened that led up to that point. So I think 
when I hear the recording, I think that it's very unfair for one, for him to record it, A, without Kurt's consent or knowledge, and B, for him to air it out on social media. Um, And then C, to only play the part that was damaging to his father. Although, he was so arrogant and so ignorant in his posting that you could almost, that you could understand from a parental aspect why this was happening because as you said we were grown in church and we were taught to respect our elders I don't give a damn if you 3, 13, 33, 43, 93 if your parents are still living um, you are supposed to respect your parents you don't talk to them any kind of way you don't say certain things to them and his whole taunting of make me and um, you know, I dare you and I already did it or whatever mm-hmm. he said, you know, to his father. This is his father. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's like, okay, people are saying, oh, well, you can tell, you know, his father was toxic in his life. Okay. But do you not understand that children can be toxic? Yes, yes, well? yes. Uh, you better talk about it because that is something I try so hard Again, can't say what my profession is, but that is definitely something I try so hard in my profession to highlight to uh, parents that you don't, I'm not talking about being toxic. Generational curses need to be broken, but that's not the topic that we're on right now. You can only do so much for your kid. You cannot Mm -hmm. pay the rest of your life because it won't be theirs trying to make up for things that you've done I don't care if that relationship didn't work out you cannot try to make up for that absent parent if that individual chooses not to be present your kids should not be running you to the ground with guilt because they don't they lack the understanding have a conversation with your kid talk to them And if they choose to not process that, because clearly this kid, this grown man, excuse me, has said, no, I'm going to call him a kid because that's exactly, I'm going to call him a kid. That's exactly how this kid chose to do it. So at this point, he's playing a victim that in a role that's not even his. And, I, and I'm going to say it to you like this. He was acting like a kid, but, but he's very oh, yeah, much yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's vi- and it's And it's very much um, intentional. And the reason why I say that for as much as we want, as people who listen to that small snippet want to call out Kirk and say that he's being toxic and he's treating his child in a certain way, his son in a certain way, Let's also take into account what his sister said, because it's like this. The sister lived in the household, so she saw both sides. Mm-hmm. You understand? Um, and Kurt was very upfront when he said that this has been going on for about 15 years. He was very upfront when he said that they have been trying to get counseling. So it's not that they haven't tried to do the work. And you can see from what the sister said that this, his Kirion's attitude and what he has presented has not even just been toward Kirk. It's been toward the entire family. So he has been 
belligerent and doing things and being out of turn, not only with Kurt, but probably with Tammy, probably with his sisters, you know what I'm saying? Everything. And, and you know, everybody on the outside, even the grandparents can say what they want to say, but they don't know what they were going through inside right. of that house. You, you understand what I'm saying? Together. And let's be very clear about one thing. If they've been going through this since for about 15 years, and Carry On was 18 when this started. He was grown when it started, and he grown now. Now, it, it, you know, I don't want people to get misconstrued to think that this is going on when he was a kid. You know, when he was a child, they probably, from what the sister says, I'm deducing that he was already doing things and being unappreciative and being, you know, a little snooty brat or whatever, you know, as he was coming up. But they tried to deal with it because that was their kid and he was underage. And it just got to a point where... It, it, it feels like, you know, and this is all alleged, it feels like he got to a point where when he was 18, it was, okay, we're going to help you get into college. And I, it feels like once the whole he flunked out of college thing happened, that's when it was like, you know what? I'm done. Because there's only so many opportunities you can give an individual. Right. And like you said, at some point, you know, people said, oh, he's crying out for help. He may be. Kurt is also crying out for help, you know, because he is—it's—it's it's, it's no doubt that he loves his son. You know what I'm saying? He was—he went there in a moment, but I'm pretty sure that he loves his son because only somebody who you love can take you there. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, and, and that's fact you know what I'm saying somebody could say something to me and I could respond back and I ain't thought about that thing two, two seconds later but only my children have the power over me as their mother because I love them so much and I want the best for them that sometimes when you do you see them going down a path and you know they're going down a path and they trying to tell you you like let me tell you one motherfucking thing you know what I'm saying and I mean and I have great kids but I've had moments too and they've had their moments too and I've been a kid and I know I done gave my head gave my mom and dad some moments and I was raised in church and I'm gonna tell y'all right now the thing only reason this is getting highlighted the way it is is a because the holier now people and the ones who are aren't Christians are saying, "Oh my God, he's you know he's in the ministry and he cursed like this." And, and I'm sitting here going, "Okay, first of all, y'all worried about the cussing. Y'all need to be worried about the healing." I, I of promise family. you, that's number one. Number two, let's not pretend that Christians are not humans. Um, just because somebody is saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled, don't mean that every now and again they can get loose, okay? Um, because, like he said, he made him come out of his character. His character is that he tries to walk in the Christian faith, in a Christian walk. But when you press that right button, I don't care who you believe in, you could come up out of that character real quick. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and it happens. And most people can't sit here and say that your parents ain't threatening you some which way form of fashion when you was coming up. Maybe even when you was grown. <laughs> if you got I promise you, it's when I got grown. You know what I'm saying? It was when I got grown. You know, and, and hey, my mama basically told me and my brother, I because she was short, and I don't know if she thought I was going to get tall, but um, I stood up in a chair and whooped your ass either. <laughs> Wait a minute, not. And I okay, sat up in the chair. I got you. 
Girl, stand up in the chair. And and I mean she she was she was about that top rope action, okay? She would have came up the top rope on her, so she wasn't playing. Well here's my thing. What do you think about what do you think about some of the comments I saw, they kept saying this is what's wrong with the church always trying to sweep things under the rug. Do you Ooh, think this is really a, an example of that? Because I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think this is the church trying to see anything up on the road because Kurt is a father and a husband outside of the church. Okay? The church ain't got nothing to do with his home life, him being a father and a husband. Because this child chose to post a conversation or a snippet of something that happened between them. We don't know what was the cause or, you know what I'm saying, we just know what mm-hmm. the effect was, but we don't know what the cause was. And we don't even know what happened after, even though Kurt did say, after that happened, he hung up because he called the therapist and got the therapist on the line. And and I'm going to tell you, that in of itself, you know, and I can only take him at his word of what he said for it, you know, if that's what happened, then that's when the Christianity in him and the fatherly mode in him kicked into another game and said, okay, I gotta, I gotta try to rectify this and and get and, and try to see what we can do because he, you know, I, we we turned the wrong corner in this thing and we gotta try to get back mm-hmm. on the right. Thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you understand what I'm saying? But none of that had to do with Christian sweeping anything up on the world because this was not a church event or a church matter. This this was a home and family matter. It had nothing to do with his church or, like I said, his parishioners at all. It was a private family matter that should have stayed private, actually. Um, And I think that's where people are getting this wrong. Um, Because, let's just be honest, he's a a composer, he's a singer by profession, okay? Now, you know... The part that we see him, even if he had not, he probably was still in church. He probably was still composed. He probably was still sing, but it would be a part of the church in a lower, you know, capacity than being an entertainer. So the part that we know of him is the entertainer, Kurt Franklin, who is a gospel singer, gospel composer that has nothing to do with his home life. Just like you have a job, you know what I'm saying? When you go to your job. If something pops off at your home with your family, it has nothing to do with your job. And that's where we need to separate that at. Because just because you see him in the public doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't automatically put that this is what's going on in the church. Then got that, don't, don't put that on the church. God said, don't come on here putting that on him. No. <laughs> don't put but it on you know the reality is a lot of people do, though. Girl, you know... A lot of people use incidents such as this, and let's be fair. Let's be let's be ultimately fair. This ain't the first time Kurt Franklin has been in some controversy. Yes, and you know, um, so I'm sorry. Uh, uh-uh. and I was just gonna say, and even with that, when we think of his past controversy, and let's just let's be clear on a couple of things. A lot of times, Kurt brought the stuff to the table himself because he was like. I feel like I need to let the people know my struggles. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he brings a lot of a lot. He's been in, he's been in 
battled in a lot of controversy because he's very he's been very transparent about his transgressions and his struggles and so that and that's another thing people want to say well this is what you know things swept under the rug in the church or whatever and i'm like okay but he's one the one person in the gospel industry who has always been kind of forthright about putting his transgressions out there and in saying how he's working on himself and doing these things so it's like okay you're mad with him because he put it out there then you're mad because you didn't know and i'm like at the end of the day ain't none of it's your business <laughs> right and then be the same ones talking about so they could have kept this off the internet really thank you thank you really thank you so i definitely agree though i don't think that this is one of those incidents that was swept under the rug because if it was if it truly was they would have never sought out therapy they didn't mm-hmm. say they went to the pastor to talk to him or whatever they said they sought out therapy mm-hmm. and, excuse me and for this individual now don't get me wrong I'm not bashing this young man because whatever mental health issue he has has not allowed him to not only take accountability for his own actions or the part that he played through that throughout the years but clearly it's something that has affected him mentally to the point that he clearly is not aware of the he may not very well be aware of it so or it could be that he's just coming out with new music and wants people to listen I don't know so the thing I'm I'm telling you so the thing about it it's just one of those things the way that it was done and a lot of people are like well he shouldn't have put it on social media and other people on that that same side is like well this is the only time only way he can get his dad's attention no it's not and if it is it's because dude you are that blocked you're that blocked like you have burnt those ties, which, you know, sometimes and audience, listen to me, listen to us, listen to us, listen to me. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your friends, your family, your whoever, whatever, and whatever capacity they fit in your life, family, especially. Sometimes you really do have to cut people off to that extreme. To that extreme where they will have to tell somebody that may be mutual friends of yours on Facebook. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with sitting there saying, okay, I've done all I can. At this point, you're intentionally being, you know, y'all know our favorite word, toxic. Mm -hmm. You're intentionally being toxic. Upon which, I have to be selfish. And it takes a lot, especially for a parent. Especially for a parent. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot for a parent to be selfish. It is actually more heartbreaking mm-hmm. to have to be selfish towards your kid. So in that sense of it, I can't, I feel sorry for this young man or older man, older man. I feel sorry for him because he is dealing with his own personal demons in battle, spiritual, whatever the case may be. Uh, as far as Kirk goes and even all of this in general I just hate the fact that people take moments like this and be like this is why I don't go to church this is why um, I don't do Christianity this is why I don't stop 
just say that it is your choice to do things. And if and if somebody in the church misrepresented the church, then say that. But to base it all together is ridiculous to me. Especially when your parent probably cussed you out the same way. Um, or or said something worse or did something. They didn't even sit here and say this. Why you and I promise you, it probably happened in church where they looked back at you sure. and mouthed you and shook her. And, 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 and you being nice and they probably said shit the fuck uh, But... <laughs> Uh, you know I just and that's what I hate too because I actually made a tweet today where I said Kurt Franklin is out here humanizing Christians and I said pray for the healing of the son and the family I said now Alexa play do you want a revolution you know I'm because I, I, I always like to put a little spit of joke joke on stuff you know but my point in saying that is exactly what you what you just alluded to is that so many people get caught up on Christians as if they are not human as if they are they are not having the same feelings the same human experience that the next person is having mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you get upset Christians get upset because we're both human I just choose to try to walk in a different light and I choose to believe in Christ but that don't make me exempt for having feelings, getting emotional, you know, having reactions. If you don't follow the word, it says in the Bible that everyone falls short of the glory of God. It didn't say everyone except Christians. God knew because we're not perfect. No one is perfect that we would all fall short. We That's why we constantly have to fight and pray. That's why we constantly have to ask for forgiveness each and every day for sins known and unknown you know because you can unknowingly sin you know that is in that's the things that you learn when you're if you're walking in a Christian experience I can't talk for nobody else but I'm talking about Christian because that's what Kirk is and that's my own experience mm-hmm. anybody whatever other experience you got with any other you know with any other faith based religion then you know that's on you but I did have someone who came at me and was like oh because it's a celebrity, it's okay for him to do it. First of all, number one, and this is what you allude to what you were saying, people want to put their own spin to it. We already discussed this, but reiterating it again, his celebrity had nothing to do with him being a father or a husband. You know what I'm saying? He would have been that without being Kurt Franklin, the gospel singer, entertainer. You know what I'm saying? He was that regardless. So that was number one, because I never said anything about him being a celebrity. But let's just be honest. It's getting the highlight it's getting because he is a celebrity. It, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the fact that he is one. It's just it's getting noticed because he is one. That's number one. Number two, I never said that it was okay what he did. He never said what he did was okay. What I said was pray for the son and the family because there's some true healing that needs to go on there. Because, yeah, no, I, I 100% know that what Kurt said was wrong. Like, he was having a moment. That was well, clear. hell, when have we but, ever said something that wasn't wrong? <laughs> thank you. And that was my next day. But who hasn't said anything out of turn that wasn't wrong? Mm-hmm. I said about 50 things wrong in this conversation right here. Uh, <laughs> what, you know what I'm saying? If you want to base it on custom, you know. And 50 I, more if you base it on Fox. The, 
sure. Hello, that part. Now, you know, at the end of the day, my point was, in saying what I said, was that even Christians fall short. It, it It's almost like a relief to have somebody on that level seen in a moment so that people can understand that Christians are just as human as the next person. We go through the same things as the next person. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, then when I pointed out the fact that he tried to use my statement to switch to his own narrative, he ultimately came back and said that um, it was the word Christian he wouldn't have responded, but it was the word Christian that I used. And my point to him was, you don't have, you're saying you don't have hangups because I used the word Christian about a man who follows Christianity and recognizes himself as a Christian. Okay. So, um, at that point, you know, I was pretty much done, but you know, it, it, the people get, and that brings us back to my overall point. People get so wrapped up in the, in the fact that we're talking about Christianity or we're saying, you know, that he is a Christian. Set that aside. He is a man. He is still a man. He is still a father. He is still a husband. He is human and he has feelings. He can react. He gets upset just like the next person. Now, what he said was wrong, but don't get me wrong. What his son said and did was wrong. Yeah, every action has a reaction now. Exactly. And sometimes an equal and more powerful one at that. For sure. Uh, For sure. And at the end of the day, you know, let's not sit here and pretend that whatever he did was toxic to his father because it set him off. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, he has to be accountable for that, too. At the end of the day, he may be going through something. But here's my question to you. And I'm playing devil's advocate, of course. You know, I do want I do recognize that he's dealing with demons. He's dealing with a spirit that's on him for whatever reason. And um, they they need to get to the bottom of that. But um, at w- he's 33 years old. At what point do you take control of your life as a grown person, regardless of what your relationship is with your parents, to say, I have to be responsible for my actions. So that's my question. You know, like at 33, do you empathize with him for saying that he's crying out for help? Or do you say you're 33? At what point do you take some responsibility in this? So playing devil's advocate for a moment, you know, only and specifically for for Kurt and, and Tammy and the parents here. Um, at what point, you know, do you as a grown person take responsibility for your actions to say, okay, I have got to deal with this regardless of, you know, what I'm going through with my parents or just my father, if it feels like it's just a father, you know, regardless of what I'm going through, I have to learn how to take the bull by the horn deal with my own issues and move forward with my life in a positive way. I have to take responsibility mm-hmm. and accountability for my actions. So even though that's his son, at what point, he's 33, 
he is 33 years old. At what point does he take responsibility for his life and his actions? Like, is that, you know, not fathomable or something like that? Is it, you know, should he, you know, or, or is this strictly something that is, you know, on Kurt and he needs to fix it for his son? Oh, no, most certainly not. So here's the thing. I'll say it like this. Yeah, you asked at one point in time. So, because you, you asked several good points in there, and I feel like that's one of those things you have to break down in sections. So when, at what point, one, you start taking accountability for your own actions when you're allowed to cross the street by yourself. Okay? And it's mm-hmm. one of those things that, and the reason why I say it like that, because... I can teach my kids. You've all heard the saying, you know, you can lead a a horse to water with whatever. Let me me break it down in a little bit more modern time for those that don't have a horse. Um, Because I don't. I ain't got a horse. (laughs) I ain't got money, but I would like one. (laughs) But I can... I I held my kids' hands when we were crossing the street. You gotta look both ways, okay? At some point in time, I had to recognize that my kids, I couldn't hold their hand every time we crossed the street when they got to a certain age. My youngest one is 12 years old. She knows to look left, right, then left again, or right again, depending, just, she knows. (laughs) Um, And the thing about it is, do I still want to, I still watch my kids when they go outside, you know, I still watch them when they, but can I continue to hold their hands? You know, my oldest one is 16. What do I look like? Hold my 16 year old hand across the street. Cause I can't be there all the time. So mm-hmm. because I have taught them what to do when crossing the street, it's at that point, it's, it's their responsibility to keep looking both ways. Okay, so when people say, "At what age do you?" Yeah, when you start being able, do you take accountability for your actions? I say when it's when you start crossing the street by yourself. Now, I am a believer that there are such things as trauma that comes along with you know whatever the case may be. Those things do happen. Those do, that, and those things can carry you through and carry through your life. It can follow you. That's realistic. Um, however, again, until you're ready to admit your part in it, it will forever be a, it will be a never ending cycle when it comes down to that. Because at the end of the day, you're just looking for somebody to blame. And that's way easy. Blaming somebody is way easier than taking accountability for the part you played in something. I don't give a damn if it just boiled down to the really messed up part about this is just from his sister putting him on blast and saying, hey, you got this, you got to school, we'll do whatever. Let me find out you doing all this because you didn't get the car your ass won when you were 17. You know? And that's the crazy part about it is the things that we take for granted, it's a privilege for us. And it's a privilege for us to be running water. But people don't look at it that way. People look at it as that's our right. So for this particular kid, do I think that there is some damage there that 
started out small. Yeah. Um, do I think, though, that he has manifested a lot of things to be bigger than what they possibly are? Quite possibly. I would love to actually have a sit down and talk with this man. I would. And the reason being is because at what point in time did you did you really this clearly festered? This wasn't an overnight thing. So at what point in time did you say that I can't take it no more? At what point in time did you sit there and say, you know what, I'm doing this because of my daddy? Or I'm doing this because of my mom. And it's just, you will forever live a miserable-ass life. Sorry, that's the truth. Not exactly. And putting blame on somebody else. Go ahead. I mean, and I, and I want to just add to that. You made the perfect point. You grown saying, I'm doing this because my mama. I'm doing this because my dad. Don't get me wrong. You are right about this. Trauma can carry with you. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that: you're grown, you're out on your own, you're taking care of yourself. Then take care of yourself. Go get the help you need. Because sometimes we have to understand. And here's where you know I'm gonna go give him a little advice in this in this instance as a grown person. Even if you feel that your parents are wrong and they didn't do right by you, when you're grown, you're accountable for your actions. So you can only do what you can for you. So go get the mental health and therapy you need for you so you can live a productive life and then learn how to do you. Because everybody's going to have to account for what they did. If they did something, they're going to have to account for You know, Everybody um, has encountered someone who have done them wrong and they had to live their life without an apology. Mm-hmm. Either because that person, thank you, because that person didn't want to give one or that person just did not see the error of their ways enough to offer you one. So you had to go on. Imagine if all of us were stuck in a place where somebody hurt us 15, 20 years ago and we still acting a fool, acting out, showing out, doing Mm -hmm. things that are counterproductive to our lives simply because I didn't get it and I'm sorry. And the thing about it is there are people that do really live, and and here's the thing, we're not saying that that it's unfathomable. We do know that people get stuck in those places all because they didn't hear that simple sorry, okay? Mm-hmm. However, the bigger thing to take away from that is it's a ch- you don't have to stay there. Exactly. You, you don't have to stay there. And sometimes all it takes is simply... Reaching out, talking to somebody. You don't have to stay there. You really don't. Mm-hmm. You don't That's have to stay there. Another... You, you... But no, you're right. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. You don't 
you're choosing at that point. And like you said, mm-hmm. you, you know, you become responsible for your actions when you cross the street. Well, guess what? He was raised in Christianity. You know, the Bible said that, you know, your sins get counted towards you when you're 12. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But let's even move further than that. At the age of 18, you may be still a kid, but you are coming into your young adulthood. So this is when things started going haywire, you know, between him and his father or him and his family. And I don't want to say even started I, when it got to when the boiling point hit, because clearly it was starting before then. Um, so, you know, I sit back and I, and I look at, you know, I analyze what Kurt said. I analyze what he said. I analyze what the sister has said. Um, and we know it's always his story, her story, and truth in the middle. And the truth of the matter is, you know, <laughs> they might have, you know, cut him off and did some things that he felt were harmful to him. But also true, he was doing some stuff as well. You know, and, and that's just... They don't even say you don't even have to know the inside scoop of exactly what was going on to know that that was going on. I mean, it's just it's mm-hmm. obvious at this point. Um, so, like I said, you know, we discussed you have to as at thirty three, at grown, at grown. You know what I'm saying? I can't even stress that at grown. You have to take some responsibility for yourself. I'm gonna take a quick break right here, and then when we come back. It's two things I want to get into before we close out. First thing I want to get into is what do you, what's your speculation of the reason um, of what's been going on with the family? Because I, I have my mm-hmm. opinion of what I think has been going on. Not saying that this is the fact, this is only alleged, this is just what I feel um, from personal experiences. And um, second thing, I want to go into... Tyrion's um, actions, his reasoning for bringing to social media, what what do you feel about that? And so when we come back, we'll get into those two topics. But we will be right back in just a moment, you guys. Kisha Beauty, embracing the power of self-love in conjunction with Fifty Shades of Success. While Fifty Shades of Success works on the inside, let Kisha Beauty work on the outside, adding a little sparkle, pop, and shine with Kisha Lips, pamper your skin with Kisha Body, and let's not forget accessories with Kisha Girl. Find us on Instagram. Everybody, join me, poet and author Kiana Dene, on my podcast, Noteworthy, a poetry podcast for the poets, where you'll hear my original poetry and poetry from other amazing poets as well, because I truly believe all poets are worthy. Go follow the podcast on Instagram at Noteworthy Poetry, and you'll be the first to know whenever there's a new episode. While you're there, follow me too at Kiana underscore Dene. So tune in today.
Hello, 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 and we are back. You guys, you know, before the break, we were talking uh, in depth about um, the Kurt Franklin recording, the Holy Ghost Fire <laughs> recording tape, how we felt about it, you know, um, how we felt about, you know, if the church was in, if this was any type of backlash on the church. Um, also, you know, at what point do you take responsibility for your actions as a grown man? And what can, you know, what can Curtin and do to try to help, you know, with this problem? So I said when we came back, wanted to get into, you know, just what do you think? Like, what was the primary, what were some of the reasons that where this whole life just kind of, you know, went, this relationship just went wrong for them, went, started going south. And um, I have my opinion. Now, I saw what the sister said, and I'm, you know, looking at his actions, and to be honest with you, and they have not said this, so you guys, please listen, listen to me. This is purely speculation. This is just my thought. I have had um, family members who have gotten involved with the wrong crowd, got addicted to, you know, drugs and different things. And the fact doesn't matter is that it sounds like it may have been some, to me, some type of maybe drug abuse involved or some type of addiction involved with him. I don't mm-hmm. know. And the reason why I say that is because he stated he doesn't know where they live. He stated that he's been blocked, you know, from the family. Um, that they've given him privilege and opportunity and money, and he has wasted it and, you know, thrown it away. And, you know, he flunked out of college. Typically, and this is just from my own perspective and in personal experience with family members, when things like that are going on, it's because of some type of addiction and they keep trying to hide it and help it and hoping it will heal and it isn't and you move from one family member to the next family member lying and stealing and you know taking and people have been giving to you and you are just on this same downward spiral to the point that they have to cut themselves off from you so that they can protect their peace and their assets um, and so to me, I just, it, it has, I, I pray this is it, you know, but it does feel a lot like it was some type of addiction going on and um, they're, they're not wanting to say that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my take. That's my opinion. And, and I say that because I've been through it with family member and a lot of what the little snippets that we hear, we heard now are things that happen, you know, when people have a, an addiction. So, and like I said, I don't know that that's what it is. It, it's just what it feels like to me. So what do you think might be going on? Going on or, or past tense or what's currently? Like, what's um, the goal now? Why is he doing this? Or more so what like led up to how- what led up to it, I guess. What's, what's I, I definitely what do you think. think it's a bad you, one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think piecing it together. I could definitely see where the substance 
would play a part in that. And it's so crazy that you say that, you know, because I've had my own personal experience with that. And my personal experience coming from a child standpoint and not understanding until later on in life um, what that really meant and being so trusting um, to an individual that was supposed to be the last on the list to ever hurt me. Um, and substance plays such a huge factor in that. So I can definitely see the factor of um, him definitely being on substance. I, I definitely think it was it's one of those things that my theory is you had a privileged kid that that one time it didn't go his way after thousands of times of going his way. Thousands of times of somebody being there for him. Thousands of times of saying you know what I still love you I'm not going to leave you. And it's always that one time that they want to highlight when somebody says no. I honestly think it was just this. Now, looking at him, it looks like drugs. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> He's cute. But looking at him, it looks like drugs. However, <laughs> just saying. However, at the end of the day, though, I definitely think that even if it was substance was the underlying issue, it still just boiled down to that one time somebody said no. And for that factor alone, oh, it was, it was over. You know? Um, I, I think that, and I don't think this was one of those like, oh, it was just a moment and a family tiff and, you know, spilled over and I was just in my feelings and I didn't mean for it to go this. I don't think that this is what this is. I, I definitely think that this is one of those things that you had somebody that, as of if you agree with him or not, was being very strategic in how he was handling this. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that I mean, I'm sorry. I just got to ask the ultimate question. Uh, that recording was three, three years ago. Three years ago. Why now? And I'm not saying. And please understand. Listen this again. I'm not saying that. Hey, your time is your time to handle things as you see fit to handle things. Um, however, the fact that he recorded it at the time to me says that there was ill intention in the long run. Okay, because that memory of that your dad cussing out was gonna be with you. You didn't need nobody to play that back for you. You were there when it was done. So you intentionally recorded this conversation, not once but twice, um, and put it out there. Now it does make me wonder: Did you were you trying to get some money out of the family? Were you trying to hey, if you don't do this? I mean, we could speculate. We could speculate all day long in regards to that. And we'd be the, we'd be here all damn day long. Um, but I definitely, I could see where substance would play a big issue with that. Which, again, you have the individual that went to college that was privileged. They probably got genuinely around 
individuals that he was not used to being around and it went from there uh, and for him to be so young he's only 33 so literally and he was saying I haven't you know everybody's throwing around you know 15 years has been an issue for 15 years and he said that was the last and y'all hear me now my mind's connecting so he said that was the last time that he took a picture. He had to have been about, like you said, 16, 17 in that picture. So that would explain why the hell that was the last picture y'all asses took together. Because, nigga, he was a problem ever since then. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you think about the connection right there, like, nigga, he was a problem. From that day forward, yeah, that was the last damn picture. If you, if you look, I, I ain't gonna look. You said what I was thinking. If you eighteen and you a problem, you wrong. You don't have to be in no more family photos at this point. I promise you. I promise you. And then on the on the other flip side of that, if you could really genuinely have an individual that now, from what I gather, it's not that he grew up in a different household or even distant from the rest of the family. He didn't grow up that way. He was included in a lot of things. So this isn't one of those things where, you know, you treat your immediate family or your outside kids, illegitimate kids, whatever, different. This wasn't what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We could, we, could, we could speculate on that all day. But what I will say is now, though, like I said, I did check out his page. And you do have to just side-eye it because it's just like, but you're talking about releasing music and doing all this stuff. Damn, you could have just said listen to my music, y'all. Just say that. You didn't. You wanted to use your father's name as a as a stepping stone, but you wanted to do it in a controversial way, so that it's not like you're using your dad for your credentials. Uh huh. Mm. Especially since you have added to this toxicity in this family for 15 years, so you know that you can't um, just go to him for his credentials at this point. Yeah, that's true. Um, and and I will say it like this: this is where, and I know people are probably saying, "Untamed, you are so rough." <laughs> um, you have seemingly just been like, "Hell with this boy's issues." <laughs> what he do to his daddy? You know what I'm saying? So I want to say that I want to tell you guys that it's not that it's that me taking it to full account of everything from what has been presented. You know, him choosing not to record or either not share. You know what he said or did to his father or family. Um. You know, that plays a big part of it because you can't just honor one side, give one side, offer one side of the, the argument and then say, look what they did to me and um, not show what you were doing in return. You can't we do all that. know people so, love to throw stones and hide their hands. Exactly. I mean, you know, that bait and switch trick ain't gonna work. For most people, it's not working because everybody who had any level of common sense was first thing on their mind say, play what you said 
or show what you did to make this pop off. You know, because it took something for for that to get to that level. So that part, you know, I'm taking that in. I'm taking an account what the sister said. I'm taking an account even what Kurt said during his apology. And I'm taking an account of what he said himself because I also went to his page after he posted the video. He posted the, the last picture that everyone is talking about. In his response, or his caption, I should say, he goes in bashing his father, saying this is the last one photo he had. He has not been allowed to be around the family or yada, yada, yada. He goes on this long soliloquy for a, a, about a 20, 20 sentence paragraph. Not just long <laughs> soliloquy. Soliloquy. He went into a soliloquy. Like, it was a soliloquy of his damaged life, okay? And then right after that, two lines. Please don't prosecute my father. Sir. <laughs> Sir. You just wrote a whole Maya Angelou with, in friend soliloquy about how bad you were damaged by this man and then said, please don't prosecute my father. Now, wait a minute. I got a problem with this. You prosecuted your father when you posted that doggone conversation or that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you turned around and posted this 1990-something photo of Jet Magazine talking about this last time you was able to take a family photo with your family. And then you went off about how damaged you was and said, please don't prosecute my father. Uh, sir, uh, sir, <laughs> you had time to delete. You what got me, I'm not. sorry, what got me was just the, the text between him and grandma I'm talking about they doing it again. Baby, what the hell? And let me tell you something. And, and, and I got this off of another um, live streamer, Larry Reed Live, who he is the number one go-to for everything gospel, okay? Um, gospel entertainment backstory news. <laughs> Get you want to hear mm. And uh, <laughs> like he even said, people who got parents in their 60s going on 70s, they had a good with us. Because, yeah, we did some stuff. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, we might got suspended, but we still do to get our homework done and get on to the next break. You know what I'm saying? We might have right. to the school to class, but we knew we had to take the best AT. You know what I'm saying? And that we part. Had respect. We had respect. We, and we knew doggone well, even if we were doing what we were doing out in the public, we were going to get in trouble for it, and we better not say nothing to our parents. The way that one was talking to his daddy... The way these new generations talk to people in general and to their parents. Mm-mm. That's the part that gets me. And I get, I'm big on dialogue with my fam- with my kids, especially. I'm very big on dialogue. I will not siphon what you have to say. However, however, you better fucking come respect. Boy, what? <laughs> Look, look. Yeah, I just thinking about that thing. I did. I got ooh, like the thought of the thought of the, the thought, thought of, of my kid. Just uh, my my kids will tell you. My kids will tell you. My youngest one, she slipped up and cussed. 
I know she saw herself die a thousand and one ways. <laughs> I know. I saw her spirit leave her body and said, I don't want any part of this. Mm-hmm. And I think my spirit left and said, I'm going to beat your ass too. Honey, so what you say? It's you just say? one of those things that, <laughs> let me tell you, I, I, and I'm being so real. So it's one of those things, yes. We can, I think people are losing the fact that you can, you cannot stifle your children, you know, with this quote unquote new age way of, of bringing up. But that, don't lose the respect that's supposed to come in it. And I'm we can joke, right we can laugh, but at the end of the day, I'm mauling your child. Period. It's that part. That part. Because I'm going to tell you, I was raised by my mother, you know, mostly. Um, my dad was there some. You know, he's always been in my life, but they weren't together together. So, and I live with my mom. But my grandmother was a, a major factor. And let's just, and I want to just let y'all know, like, she was a grandmama. Because, like, if she was still living today, my grandmother would be 106 years old, okay? She was a grandmama. All right. Um, I was she was 84 when she passed, and I was just going into my senior high school. She was grandma, okay? My husband was raised by his grandmother, who was also a grandmother. And so we were raised very old school. Like, we, like I said, we knew. They ain't played them type of games with us whatsoever. And that's what gets me about some certain grandparents. You know, you don't raise your kids, and they're respectful, and they're going on, and then they get kids who off the chain, and you up here coddling them. And it's like, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ham, no turkey, nothing. Look, you ain't in this household because you want to deal with half of this with this child over here doing with me. And like you oh, said, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And kids can take you there. You know, my, my children are technically grown. I remember there was a time when my daughter was 16. I'm like, you, I had a moment. You know, she got a wild hair up her ass one day, and she started sniffing off at the mouth, running off, walking away from me. And I know she thought that was the last time she was going to run in her life. Like, she... Uh, promise you. I'm pretty sure. I mean... When I tell you that I blanked out, I was having a Joe Clark moment. I, you know, got, my God, why has that forsaken me? You know, <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, so this is, you wanted them back. You could have, you could have just said that. <laughs> you know, if you if you were saying it, this was her time. <laughs> I will, I'll do what you tell me to do. I'll go where you tell me you want me to go. And, and let's not pretend our parents ain't never told us that if you black, you know you heard this. Like, I brought you in this world, I take you out. I take you um, out. And, and you know, Kurt probably heard it, and that's what he was at with. <laughs> but, um, oh, for sure. With. And, uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, I, I just, his with his son, you know, going back to his post, I really am taking that into account because when you say, please don't crucify my father, um, sir, you put this out here for the entire world to see. You could have thought about this before you posted it. Even when you posted it, you could have took it down before it really went viral. 
um, you could have debunked it, you could have did anything. But then you say that, and you then continue to post things. And then, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, you mentioned about you didn't know if he was doing it for music or money or whatever. But he says at that time, the next post after the family photo post. That was going to be the last post until the full interview. So now I'm, you know, I'm wondering: Are you really going through pain? Or are you just going through? You need the attention, and so this is the only way that you can think to get the attention, or you only way you can think to get the notoriety, the money, the you know what I'm saying to to spring forth your career because you know that you have burnt your bridge if you go directly. So you got to underhandedly go and do it a dirty way to bring this about. And so, because it's amazing to me that out of 15 years of them trying to help you and get therapy and work through this as a family, that now this is the only way that you can get, you know, the attention you deserve. Or this is the only way that you could tell your story. And this is, you got to tell your story in the interview. This is how you're choosing to make a name for yourself. You know, I get, I get, to me, it doesn't feel genuine. It feels like he used that to take advantage because now he's in a position where he does need that leg up and he can't go about it in an honest way. Because, and, and let me, let me, let me back up now because at the end of the day I do know that Kurt is a celebrity and he is a high profile gospel celebrity at that so there may have been some stifling of him not being able to express his hurt and his anguish with his father there may have been because let's not pretend that you know people with a at a certain status can't you know have people that come in and squash it you know what I'm saying but at the end of the day what has turned that to me into me feeling like it's more of an opportunity than a cry for help is the fact that, okay, if this was your way to say, I'm trying to get your attention, Dad, and I want to work it out. When you said, please don't crucify my father, then that should have been the end of it to say, you know, let's Mm -hmm. work it out. But you then go make another post bashing your father. Immediately after the post, you said, don't bash your, tell other people don't bash your father. Talking about you going to do an interview. Then you got some more that they post in the conversation between text between you and your grandparents. And, and I'm like, okay, at this point, it is looking like a whole 15 minutes of fame moment. Um, and, and, and that's on him. You know, he may be going through something, but how he's going about it is definitely on him. And he's making it feel like it's an opportunistic moment. So even if he's going through something, I can't see past you putting this out here, saying that it's a cry for help and then saying, please don't crucify my father. But then you continue to slander him and put him and the family out there and come at their neck and talking about interviews and you got music coming out. Um, sir, no. That's not how you do this. That's not how you do this. It wasn't how you did it when you posted it. But even right, if you right, that right. was the only way, then you should have left it at that. I definitely I think it's one know. of the things that it, the intention, I, I completely agree with you. 
completely agree with you. It was not in good good intentions from the start, period. Oh. Absolutely none. And there's nobody that can convince me otherwise. That this was a cry for You just can't convince me that this was a cry out for anything other than attention. You just can't. I agree with you a hundred percent. A thousand percent. That I hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. (laughs) Yes and no. I mean I will say this. I do hold my earnest hope and I say that in the end and I say the beginning I hope that whatever he's going through he's able to get to the root cause of it and deal with it I hope they're able to heal together as a family but you know as a Christian believer there's nothing too big for God that he cannot mend and fix if that is truly what is wanted but I think at this point he has to step back and ask himself does he really want mending at this point or does he just want attention does he just want you know fame and fortune Um, because he's definitely going to get it we live in a time of society where he's going to get it because because of his father's celebrity status he's definitely going to get it you know whether he's right wrong or indifferent he's going to get it at this point but is it worth it in the end at 33 year old grown man you have to sit back and ask yourself is all of this in the end going to be worth what you're putting yourself and your family through because you don't get but one family and I ain't saying that you know, people always say that they use that as a way to continue to be toxic. But what I'm saying is you only get one family. So given everything that's going on in the world, we have a pandemic going on and people are losing their lives left and right. We got Black Lives Matter. We got all of these things is already going against us. At some point, because that's your family, on both sides, be willing to accept your part in it and try to mend it. Or just decide that you can't mend it but live your life. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. You know? Uh, I, I don't know. But I know one thing. <laughs> the way he was talking to his dad. He glad he did. I know. It makes me want to go in here and have a conversation with my kids right now. He, he better be glad his daddy didn't pull up. Okay? Because, uh, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I ain't going to sit here and tell no lie. I put myself as a mother and all the things that I have gone through to carry my kids and even to sacrifice for them and still sacrifice for them to this day. You can't come at me like that. And and, and, I, and I promise you that. I, oh, I promise you that. Now, I, I, I don't care how nobody feel about it. <laughs> and here's the thing. I, when it comes down to my kids, I feel like my kids don't owe me anything but respect. That's it. That's it. I don't care how big they get, how infamous. I, I just don't care. My kids don't owe me anything but respect. 
And the reason why they owe me respect, and I could go down to the accolades of X, Y, Z, but no. The biggest reason my kids owe me respect is because I respect them. Mm -hmm. And I say that in the sense of I don't just look at it as, oh, you got to, and I've caught myself, you got to do what I say because I'm I'm the parent. Um, of course, duh, shut up. But at the end of it all, I don't, I'm not going to allow my, my children to normalize disrespect, no matter who mm. is from. You know, that's why I say that I respect my kids. Because I don't want my kids to normalize disrespect and only, and normalize being able to ha- um, have to take it mm-hmm. and can't get it. You know, that's one of those things, okay, no matter how. And, and again, this right here is the long term term trauma of what we're talking about as a whole. Because... Mm-hmm. You got to think about it. If if you teach your kid that you have to respect me, but I don't have to respect you, ultimately you're teaching them that no matter how disrespectful somebody can gets with them, uh-huh. it's always going to be a thing of you can't say anything back. That does carry over. That does carry it over. It does carry over. Because at yeah, that point, it, it becomes a developmental normalized thing. That's the big part of, that's the difference with all of this. It's different from holding somebody accountable and holding yourself accountable and letting it shape your life. But it's it's a thing of what's normalized in your life. That's what we have to pay attention to. I'm not going to normalize lying and I'm not going to normalize disrespect. Exactly. And and I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Because, you know, um, and I'll just say again, at the end of the day, you know, even with, and I say what I said about my kids can't come to me like that because of how he was saying, because if he, just in those moments, when Kurt was losing his shit on that call, because he did, if he was the type of child who honestly respected his father, he would have let him say what he said. And then I would have had a totally different opinion about this. And I promise you that. I would have had Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I get you. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. then Kurt would have been in the wrong. Yeah. Oh, he would have definitely. Then it would have been a thing of, okay, you literally took this approach because you wanted to. Mm-hmm. That's different. And, and, and this and this is why it's been 15 years. But him saying what he's saying, he was way too comfortable speaking to his father the way he was speaking to him. Mm-hmm. And that's why I know with the few things he said that were on the recording, I can't imagine what he said when he was off the recording. I can't even, I can't fathom it. And so that's why I made the note that my kids could not come at me like that because oh yeah no no, day, no 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 number number one yeah. number one I'm grow I'm grow I'm growing and I'm growing to you <laughs> I'm not growing to you 
I'm broke than you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's number one. And number two is I'm trying my best to mend a brokenness with us. And you're grown. And you're not grown enough to handle it with a certain level of maturity that you have to go into whatever he said and say that to me as your parent, as you have been your caregiver for all of your life, the person who has looked out for you and taken care of you. That's my responsibility, true enough. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's a reason we have a level of respect for our parents. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, and our parents have to have a level of respect for us because in the end of the day, you only get one mother and one father. Now, you have people who can be like a mother or father. It'd be parental figures to you and care for you and love on you. That is very true. But that is, that's part of the reason. And you can just tell in the way he said what he said that it's been a level of disrespect or high level of disrespect on his end for a very long time. And, oh yeah, um, for sure. People get people get tired. <laughs> At the end of the day, people forget. People get tired. You've been dealing with this sixteen years. At what point you gonna get tired? <laughs> you gonna get tired of uh, people feeling like you could talk to them and do them any kind of way. That's and they will always be the ones you- that play the victim of. Oh my God, I can't believe you said that to me. Really? <laughs> exactly. And that ain't even got nothing to do with a parent child relationship. That's an anybody relationship. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you can't just treat people any kind of way and talk to them any kind of way and think that they're not going to snap. Because um, that is definitely going to happen. You know, nobody is above that type of reproach. I don't care who you are and what your relationship is. Yes. <laughs> you, you're just not. So, but, like I said again, I do hope that they can come to some sort of solution, even if that solution is just to agree to let their relationship be separate and apart and live their life. Um, I would hate that for them because as a parent, I do know that even if my child did feel a certain way with me, I would always want us to come to a point of mending where we can have a conversation and they can know that I love them and we can talk, you know, because that's your kid. And 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 I say this all the time, a person never does not understand. And don't get me wrong, because I know there are people who take on adoptive kids. So I'm not referring to it in this sense, but children who don't have kids don't understand the gravity of what a parent feels for their child until they have their own. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that, that's what mm-hmm. I mean. And, um, and I, I totally get that. My mama used to tell me that all the time, and I understand her. That's one of the things that I saw her. It's like, ooh, I get it. You know, like, I really get it, you know. So, but you don't get it until you have, you can hear about it, you can know or have a sense of it, but you don't feel it. You don't feel the gravity of it until you have your own right. And so I, I, you know, I hope for the best for them, but it's just going to have to take an overabundance of true authentic willingness on both sides to bring that to be. 
But V, this has been a great conversation. Um, you know, we was excited about this one, not because we just wanted to sit up here and just talk about how he gave that Holy Ghost cook out five, but it, it was. <laughs> It was, you know, it's needed because a lot of people, you know, they're going through some things with their children, and I think that they, and children are going through some stuff with parents, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, people yeah. are just really going through some stuff with their parents, for real, also for real shit, you know what I'm saying? And I think that this is a great, not just on this platform, but for anywhere, a great conversational piece and something that can hopefully, if it ain't going to help them, maybe it'll help us. <laughs> oh, yeah. most, most certainly, because I think people have got to take into account that this is this is more than just entertainment, you know. And yeah. I know what some people are like, oh, y'all, y'all got too deep into it. The thing about it is, this is literally this is more than entertainment. This is more than just being able to view the the behind the scenes of somebody's life. This is really an everyday thing, and and it doesn't just confine to this right here you know this how it played out yeah but the reason it played out that's universal it's universal to me and that's it well you guys that is all the time we have for you um and i want to make an announcement don't get too sad don't get too sad because we're gonna try our best to come back but april is a very busy month for both myself and Thomas me and we have things that we just have to attend to during that month so Diamonds After Dark will be on a hiatus for the month of April but we will return so we wanted to give you all a great show to just before we went out on this hiatus but y'all know y'all can always go back and listen to all shows and we will come back because we love uh, <laughs> we love running our mouths about the top things and you know me sometimes I get into you know y'all, y'all like to come for me on social media but it's okay it's okay I love y'all <laughs> I love y'all it's called dialogue we can all have it we can all have it we can have dialogue you know just, just know I'm going to keep coming back now so you but it's healthy conversation and that's what people need to learn how to have healthy conversation so um but of course you know we will miss you guys always make sure you go back and just listen to the old shows if you have it'll be a great time to get caught up on those and also, um, the Get Caught Up podcast will still be having awesome interviews on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. And the Socially Conscious Corner will still be airing on Sunday, every other Sunday at 7 p.m. But V, go ahead and hit everybody up with your information, how they can get in contact with you, follow you, all of that good stuff. You can follow me on Instagram, which is Thomas Everything. You can follow me, of course, on Twitter at Damn it! You can follow me on Twitter at Four. That's the number four ever. Timeless. Uh, and then, of course, by all means, hit us up. Follow us on Twitter at Diamonds After, and then like our Facebook page, Diamonds After Dark. Leave us comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know. Hey, we'll bring you on the show and. 
have some good dialogue. If you need to revisit a subject that we've already touched bases on, we have no problem making time for you. All we're saying is be ready for the conversation. Be ready for the conversation. Now, I'm trying to tell you. Uh, it's, it's, we'll have the dialogue for you. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> but you, you guys can, you can reach me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, Clubhouse, TikTok, everywhere. <laughs> At Author Untamed. I am there. Also, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash diamonds after dark or wherever you listen to your podcast. But we'd like for you to actually subscribe through the main website. Favorite is what it will be called. Um, so that we officially know that you are following us and we get to see your, your good little names and everything. So please follow us there. Also, if you would like a commercial slot on the show, please make sure that you also visit www.untamedpublishing.net. And on the Books of War store tab, we have commercial slots. You can also um, fill out and have commercial slots to be on the Get Caught Up podcast as well. So either for Diamonds After Dark, Get Caught Up podcast, or both, you know, you can go there and we will hook you up for a 20-second slot. If you would like to donate to the podcast, that can also be found at anchor.fm forward slash Diamonds After Dark. And you can become an official sponsor of the podcast. So you just choose whatever package you want it. But if you just say, hey, I don't want to um, be long-term committed to you guys, that's okay, too. But you want to help out the cause, you can hit up the cash app at dollar sign UP2016. That's dollar sign U as umbrella, P as in Paul, 2016. You can just donate whatever you want. Give us a little change. We ain't doing nothing strange, but you can still get a change. You can definitely do that. Um, you guys, out since we are going on hiatus, I do want to make an announcement. In April, I will be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama at Stillman College for the Me Time Book Club Book Fair event. Um, it's called Behind the Ink Book Fair event, and that will be on Saturday, April the 11th from 11 to 4 p.m. That is Central Standard Time, so, you know, if you're in Alabama, it'd be Central Standard Time. But if you are in Alabama and you would like to come out, get some of my books, see some of the other authors that are going to be there. And, guess, we'll and see how tall she actually is, it'd be great. You know what? You know hmm? what? <laughs> know what? People to come. what you ain't going to do. <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so see how tall I actually am when you're there. Um, I'm going to be having on, look, because I definitely have nobody's heels at no book fair event. I can promise you that. Um, <laughs> learn your lesson. <laughs> oh, in a minute. Um, so, yeah, I will be flat footing it there. <laughs> So you definitely get to see how tall I actually am um, to have so much fire. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Sorry, that was a serious moment. Go ahead. 
<laughs> but, but yes, definitely. If you are there, if you have plans to be there, um, even if you don't have plans, you just want to come out. I encourage you. We have great authors. I will be there, of course. Um, the Meantime Book Club president, Kay Rochelle, she will be there. Um, Curtis Bunn, the legendary Curtis Bunn, he will be there. Avery Good will be there. Those are just some of the people off the top of my head that I can think about. So it, it will be a good time. You'll be in good company and definitely grab some great, great books. Um, also, like I said again, please, please, please continue to um, show some love to the Get Caught Up podcast with the author interviews on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Um, we have some great, amazing people coming up in April. Um, we will have A.S. Wilson, great romance author, the beautiful, the talented, the actress, the ass author, Rihanna Cole, the great thing. Um, the mm. Hot Podcast in April. So please make sure that you guys tune in and just show them some love and show the podcast some support. But you guys, we are going to miss you while we are on hiatus. So, but, you know, business is business. We got to make sure we take care of the bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That part. Take care of the bills. <laughs> got to take care of Make sure we take care of the bills, you know. Unless y'all just want to bless us, you know. <laughs> you know, pour into the podcast and then we ain't got to. <laughs> well, we we ain't turning nothing away. Look, then I'll be here for you all the time. I just pop up on here and just talk about whatever you want me to say, you know? (laughs) But anyway, until next time, we will see you guys in May. Remain untamed. I am untamed. And I am Timeless V. And we are Diamonds After Dark. Good night. Bye. My pen hit the pages and a fire was lit. From that point on, I created. To say what, it had no name. What was meant for my eyes was a release for my soul. And although others took a sneak peek, telling me I had a gift, I didn't entertain it until I realized I am that girl who's lost in the world. I am that boy who has no idea how to be a man. I am that pregnant teen whose future looks bleak. I am that hustler caught up in the game. I am a lover whose heart was torn. I'm a person trying to even a score that no one is even keeping count of. I am that meaningless sex because that's what comfort is. I am that situation. I am past, present, and future. I am Thomas.
from pens to paper, you read in my books, so look at my life. I celebrated like Brady from the Patriots. Life been hard, so please, God, come play for us. A wide receiver, Jesus be the quarterback. Heaven be the stadium, and Lord, where my daughter at? See, I ain't seen it since the accident, but I've been strong because I know what spirit have sent. But it's hard for me to love again, hard for me to trust, so these words be my medicine. I swear these verses come fresh out of heaven, see the angels on the side of my melody. The blessings what you're hearing right now, yo, it's wild how it come out. I bow to the stars above, even when sun out. And from a child, every day make history, celebrate life, 51st day, you and me, we time. When I get stressed, I pick up a pen, then I write Thoughts from my mind get frozen in time Never lost, understand as my words come to the planet Where these bitch ass daddies run around And the caddies and their kids all screaming out A world full of pain Their mama been holding them down through the thick and thin But they need love too, love her so clear And the pain on the paper The poetry, the therapy, the words is a savior Get love from the melody Look at her watch, no hands on the face She in a good place, the clock is timeless Celebrate life, no regrets no fears, gotta do what you gotta do The heartache and tears, and you can't be scared Gotta live your life, though Walk with a free mind, and destiny is in your pencil Live your life, like a time clock Live Tomorrow, so celebrate your life today. Like a Thomas Clock. When I promise tomorrow, so celebrate your life today. Like a Thomas Clock. Live your life and life. Like a Thomas Clock. Live your life and life. Like a Thomas Clock.